Hi, it's another Friday, so time for another episode on 30 and Unachieved. Um, we've been a bit inconsistent. Apologies for that. Today, we want to focus on starting over, giving up on a particular dream, and moving on to something else. Now, in life, we tend to dramatize thinking that we have one path, and sometimes if we find out that we're not on that particular path or maybe when that opportunity came we were not ready for it we tend to think that we failed so today um we just want to focus on finding the courage finding the strength to take chances no matter the age and i know for for a fact that there there, there are moments in our life when when we look at taking that risk we feel we can't take them especially when you're about 30 you sometimes have a fear that if you're starting a new career choice it's not something that you should be doing so today we're going to be talking to someone and my first time meeting her she'll be joining us today and i'll introduce her shortly she'll be giving us a bit about her journey when she had to give up on a particular dream and chase something else and how her life is doing now so all right so we're joined by wendy wendy tete wendy as i was saying decided to chase another dream at a particular point in her life so hello wendy hi aj so uh, if you could just give us a brief idea about growing up how it was like okay growing up um i was born in a car i lived with my parents i think my dad did do well he took us to the there i did my national service at standard chartered bank then i worked with liberty asset management for a couple of months a little below a year i was unemployed for two years then i gained a job as a receptionist at Group Ideal, the head office of Group Ideal. Then from there, the bank collapsed. I left, and I'm now with Investor Professional Services at Bar. Between Standard Chartered, the time from your national service, Standard Chartered, um, I, I was told that you did a bit of marketing. Okay. Um, at Standard Chartered Bank, I was, I was working in the at the loan center. Okay. So right from there, after my service, you know, when I was in the bank, I realized that um, it was too a bit too rigid. Routine work for me, and at the time, my dream was to be a flight attendant. So I even at the time, I think Qatar Airways came and recruited. I went. I didn't get it. Uh, I was so down. So from there, after my service, that is when I worked as a marketing executive with Liberty Asset Management. Mm-hmm. Right after my service. So that was the job I got when I wanted to move away from traditional banking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I was there. And was it was it was it paying off the working at Liberty? Was it paying off? It did not pay off because now I understand why. I did not have job satisfaction. I did not have career satisfaction at the time all i wanted was a job and if you know me i am an introvert i don't talk too much 
And marketing, you need to know people, socialize a lot in order to meet your target. And mm-hmm. the salary was also not good. There was there was a basic, but it was uh, we also had a commission. And I would never meet my target in order to enjoy any commission. So I was in the wrong job for my personality. It wasn't my my that job was not centered around my competencies as a person. Mm-hmm. But I would say that it was worth it because now when I, I know when I'm doing a job that is aligned with my with the capabilities as a person, I appreciate it because I have let's say failed at something mm. before so i can tell the difference and my attitude towards my work now is different from when i was there i wasn't enjoying what i was doing mm. at all right okay so you said you wanted to be a flight attendant that turned that didn't work out right and you were down but because you needed yeah. to have something to do you joined liberty marketing yes right now at a point you decided that this was it for you you were going to resign yes and were you fearful of what the future would hold for you because right now you were not you know usually we say before you leave one job make sure you have one waiting for you mm-hmm. in your case did you have anything like that i didn't have it maybe it's because i've always had on the table my parents would provide for me mm-hmm. so i did not have to um, have another job for someone else the case may be different but for me at liberty asset management i did not enjoy my work at all i always had to go out and talk to people and meet people and i don't like that it drains my energy you know as i said i'm an introvert so it's it, the job was just not aligned to who I really am. Why, why did I stop? Uh, it was becoming something that was taking a toll on my self-esteem. My confidence was deteriorating because I, I was, for the first time, I was failing that way. Every morning we go for meetings and I wouldn't have anybody signed on. Once in a while I have people, but it wasn't to the standard I would want. I, I expect a high standard for myself. I like to be a high performer everywhere I am. So I quit based on instinct. I am someone who I like to make use. I use my intuition a lot. So I said, no, this is it. If it's not working, it's not failure. Failure is a, something, is a message to us that look elsewhere. Try something else. So that is the message I got and I left. I did not look back and I did not think twice. So the two years that you were home, what, what exactly were you doing? Were you still looking for jobs? What, what did you occupy your time with during that two years? That two years was one of the most, I would say, was the most difficult period of my life. I, I would wake up, I had nowhere to go, I would be there. I remember people thought I was late. By the time also, I was thinking, I was it was a time I used for very deep introspection and time that is when I realized what I wanted to do with my life. I realized I identified my passion and right now if I'm enjoying what I'm doing it's because I realized my God given purpose in life and the work I'm doing now gives me the opportunity to 
do that as well. So I was home most of the time, but it was time for introspection. Also at the time, my mom runs the school, so sometimes I would help her, her at school with the children. And that was also something that was not in line with who I was at all. So yes, basically it was a lot a lot really went on during that two years. A lot went on. So instincts is very, very important. You need to listen to your instincts if I get if I get you right. Yes. But how how do we know okay, this is my inner person telling me that this isn't working out, I should move and how do we differentiate that from you know sometimes fear leads us to hear certain voices mm-hmm. so for you how are you able to differentiate okay. between these two okay i ask myself uh, this question when i'm make, i'm taking decisions then i want to know if i'm using my intuition number one do you see yourself being elsewhere apart from your where you are currently just yesterday i asked myself Wendy, do you see yourself anywhere apart from lecturing at UPSA? i was like no i can't imagine so that is one question that when you ask yourself in taking any decision recently i i i was in this savings network and something was telling me it's not right i asked myself this big question if you had your own way, would you be in this savings network? I said, no. It is one question to guide us to what we really want. At the time, when I go to work, something, you know, I, I always put it this way. Something in me shakes. It's like my spirit will not be settled. Something in me is shaking. And it tells me that I am at the wrong place. It took me a long while to be able to recognize that voice. But if you pay attention to it, it doesn't happen in a day, in an instant. It's over a period. If you pay attention to it, you will get the cue. So something in me was not settled. And there were so many times. I did not have career satisfaction, as I said. I couldn't see. There was no plan. You are just a marketer. I couldn't see myself rising. There was no job satisfaction. I couldn't do what I want to do. And because of all that frustration, my relationship with my colleagues was not good. It was terrible it was right. terrible so those are some of the signs okay yes. but when you for, for you you had the support of your parents wait yes. so you were able to say okay well i'm done with this this isn't working for my self-esteem it's not good for my mental mental health so able to like get home at least you had food on the table like you said but there will be people out there who for instance don't have anybody they are depending on themselves they they, they people are depending on them too right at, at what point do you say enough is enough for someone like that how would you advise the person to go about chasing different parts the advice i have is you know i'm a firm believer a strong believer of intuition if we want to use rationalization to do everything it doesn't work people who are very rational ever since from my observation nothing extremely good happens in their life that's what i think if you are feeling in you your instincts are telling you to move i'm telling you god has something for you and it will take you taking that risk i believe in risk taking you may have people you are taking care of then save enough to secure 
at least some three months. But if it is truly you are moving by intuition, then I know, I trust that an opportunity will pop up. I really believe that. I really do. Betty. And you left because you were not getting job satisfaction, career satisfaction. Exactly. But then you did a stint at Ideal. Yes. So, um, with the Ideal, that was when you were trying out new new things, new experiences. Yes. So when you so, can you tell me about the experience there too, and what happened while you were there? Okay. So, um, I. Like I said, at Liberty, I didn't have career satisfaction. I wasn't happy. I was frustrated. And I left. I stayed home for two years. I was still trying to find myself and finding my place in the career world. Then I had an opportunity to work at the receptionist at Group ID. I was happy because at the time I wanted a job. I wanted something to step out. The reason to go out there and see the world and, you know, also give what I had. I, I like my job at I do. I had job satisfaction, but I did not have career satisfaction because you cannot be a receptionist for the rest of your life. And as I was there, I didn't really see myself moving on. I only had a degree at the time. I like my job because at least I met people, but I was not tied to a commission. It was not tied to a target. So I'll call people. I'll speak so well on phone. I was so happy that I I, I realized. My potential was not being fully utilized. And I talk about the school that I attended. I've been a very academically inclined person. I don't joke with my books. And it's like being a receptionist, that part of me wasn't coming out. I, 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 I am, let's say, smart when it comes to, at least I'm good. I'm good. Let me put it that way. But mm-hmm. being a receptionist, yeah, yeah, nothing shows you have certain qualities. They are looked down upon by some people. So I realized that, no, Wendy, you started off as a very intelligent girl, confident. You need to do something for that to be recognized so that you would be fulfilled. Then I decided to do my master's. So I I enrolled. Then I started and I was doing so well in my class. I was doing so well. I was a class representative. I was doing so well. I, I was exceeding my even standards I had set for myself. Then I took a leave. I wrote exams. It turned out very good. Then I just sent in my resignation. And I was like, no. I I wouldn't like to continue as a receptionist. Even the time, I didn't have another job. Mm. And that's the risk I also take. I always take. Something was in me, again, telling me that it's time to move. Although mm-hmm. I did not know what was next. Something right. told me that, Wendy, there's more in you than where you are now. Then I quit the job. So, when I, I took a job in February, I got a job as a graduate assistant in the University of Professional Studies somewhere August the same year. Mm. There was a leap of faith. Yes. So, what I'm gleaming from what you're saying is, in the journey to get to where you need to go, you will try a lot of things yes. before you get there. So yes. when your instincts say move, it doesn't necessarily mean that the next step is going to be the final step. Thank you. So it is, okay. That it's telling you that it's time to move and learn something else. You would not know the mm-hmm. right career for you 
the right job for you if you've not had the wrong one. So when you ex- experience the wrong one and it's time to move, now you move and you take a better decision. So my second job was better than the previous one. Then you you upgrade yourself, mm-hmm. you add some qualifications, then you know that no, it's time to move, then you move to the next one and then so on. But isn't it always fearful? Like for, for you, at least you knew whatever happens i have a place to lay my head my family is there and you already said that it's always a leap of faith and you believe that rationalizing everything doesn't always work out but there are people and especially like this podcast known as 30 and unachieved you know when you get to a certain age and you decide well i want to switch careers i want to work out of a relationship for instance i want to do something new people tell you oh you can't try this now i don't know if you ever had um growing up i was told that when you're in your 20s between 20 and 25 you can try a lot of things but after 26 27 you need to know so okay this is what i want to do and focus on it for a lot of people and you know there are a lot of i'm sure you meet a lot of people these days who are unsatisfied in their jobs but they don't want to move and i remember i was talking to a friend recently and she said you're not a tree move if you want to move but exactly yeah but see there are people who are fearful so how do you get rid of the fear and say well i'm just going to jump into the ocean and figure my way out how how do you get there the root of the fear is financial Mm -hmm. if they have something to depend on they would they would move Mm -hmm. that is why we need to be financially prudent Mm-hmm. I have had my parents, so sometimes the way I use my money will not be the way another person should use. And even now, I don't, I economize a lot because I, I now know that my parents will always not be there for me. And if you would outgrow your job at any moment, the financial experts always say that save money such that you would have something to rely on between three months to six months if you do not have an income. If we do that, we can move. So that is one thing. That's one thing to it. Um, if you do not move, you will settle. And it will be more painful if you are in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and you, you are not fulfilled because you never took any risk. His job and his business partner, what they say is that, they used to say this, that when they were in their going, they tried everything because they had nothing to lose. They have nothing to do. And even in your 30s, if you feel that you are still not where you want to be, it means that you actually even have nothing. You have nothing to do. Try. In life, there is nothing like uh, a perfect life. At every stage in life, there's a new beginning. There's a new beginning, there's an end to something, and there's something that is in continuation. You can be 40 and some parts of your life a new beginning let's embrace this idea of new beginning because that's where possibilities are let's embrace it i think it's cultural it's cultural we like we like to stick to what we know mm-hmm. we we are not adventurous enough mm-hmm. we are too careful and that is what impedes our development so that's what i have to say concerning that new beginnings are great Mm-hmm. Don't think about your age and see that I'm 30. If you are 35, you would wish you had done this when you are 30. You'll be 40 and you say, oh, had I started when I was 35? 
45 and you say, oh, 40 would have been bad. I thought I was too old. You know? Right, when, right, when right, right. When I was right. in my early 20s, I thought that being 30 means I'll be so old. Now I'm 30. I'm going to 31 in March and I just realized that 30 is just even the beginning. Mm. It's just the beginning. Right, right. But, Let's talk about taking embarking on a new journey and the importance of role models and selecting the right kind of role model to follow. For you, when you decided to jump ship, who was that person for you? The, okay, my sister, my big sister, has always been a mentor. So um, let's use the word mentors or role models. She's always been my mentor. But when I left Group IU to UPSA, I met new people. And if I am a lecturer today, it is because of the mentors I met. And it's because I, I also exhibited qualities that would make people, someone out there, interested in mentoring me. Mm-hmm. I met uh, Dr. Kweku Ben Samao, so if I can mention his name. Yeah, so you can. If you hear this, I'm saying a big thank you for how instrumental he's been in my life. So here, I, I told you I was a class representative of my master's class. Yeah. So I used to interact with him a lot when we had my class had issues. So he identified me and said that this girl has so much potential. So he started coaching me, encouraging me, and identifying opportunities and advising me to take them. Mentorship is so important in career development. Yes, people do not pay much attention to it. Right. I wouldn't be here without my mentors. Because it's interesting that you mentioned that you were an introvert. And right now, over the years, over a period of two years, you're now a lecturer. Yes. Standing in front of students. Yes. Teaching them. (laughs) So then it's important, like what you said about when your instincts you when your intuition tell you to move it's a growth process so all that things that you did that made you uncomfortable and whatever it was pushing you towards your growth and right now you can stand in front of people damn introversion and deliver your message and i am sure certainly your mentors also brought out that confidence in you too it was also a conscious effort. Mm-hmm. I am too aware of my strengths and very aware of my weaknesses as a person. For me, even taking this opportunity to be interviewed by you, it's something that I I was so excited about because I knew it would help me with at least improving on my weaknesses. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a very typical introvert. Mm-hmm. But when I engage in such a it makes me talk and boost my confidence. Mm-hmm. So even when I was at group, I do like the receptionist. Anytime the company wanted people to come on camera and talk, I would take the opportunity. So I was also open for going outside my comfort zone. Mm. And like you said, my mentor would insist to talk. You tell you that but you ask you, are you scared? I'll be like, mm, yes. And he said, no, you can do it. You can do it. Then you push me and I'll take the opportunity. So being aware of my weaknesses has also helped me and not just being aware of it and shying away, but working on it. For, 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 for many people, they'll go like, oh, two years is such a long time to get to where I want to go. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're getting it from the point of view of 
someone who wants to move but is scared to move and you're saying you moved and moved and moved there was a point you were unemployed so like for two years before you finally got where you wanted to go so for someone they might say oh the time is too long they want it quick and i think most of it stems from the fact that you want to be able to show off your successes to people that oh when i jumped i didn't fail i made it how do you run a race according to your own pace for me i believe that we are on earth for a higher purpose and there is something in me driving me which is bigger than any other thing i see is bigger than anybody's opinion and i have to honor that so if i'm at a place one my biggest fear in life is mediocrity it is mediocrity so if i'm at liberty asset management and I am just the average marketer, my spirit will not be settled. Mm-hmm. If I am at group ideal and I'm a receptionist and I don't see myself being extraordinary, I will not be settled. So it's the fear of mediocrity also uh, that keeps constantly pushing me to, to you know, reach my limits in terms of potential. So running at your own pace, if you know who you are and you know where you are going you live life on your terms and you seek that first first and foremost is your priority before looking at others and thinking that oh I'm home I'd rather be home thinking about the next big move than be somewhere for 20 years as an ordinary employer I can't do that myself mm. my, my younger self will be very disappointed in me if I do that so briefly if you are sitting face to face with somebody who is currently thinking they're a tree and they can't move what would you say to that person if they, they think they are a tree I, you know they are afraid to move they are afraid to move yeah what would be that advice you'd give to them nothing good comes out of fear any decision taken based on fear doesn't rape. Fear is inevitable. You will feel it anyway. Feel it, but still move. Conquer it. You cannot pay attention to your fear. If the people who invented the aerospace were fearing flying, we would not be benefiting right now, moving from country to country. I mean, I'm inspired. <laughs> I'm inspired, and I'm sure everybody is inspired out there. Thank you so much, Wendy. Thank you.